This is Living Lean, the show that teaches you how to apply the science of nutrition and training to sustainably create your leanest, strongest body and build the most confident version of yourself. I'm your host, Jeremiah Bear. Let's get into the show. What is going on, team? Welcome back. Today, we are diving into the top three training progression models for hypertrophy and aesthetics. So really a truly effective training program for hypertrophy and aesthetics requires much more than you just going to the gym and working hard. And this is especially true for individuals like us who one, have already been training hard for multiple years, two, have mediocre at best genetics. Now, don't get it twisted. You can achieve the much above average results that you want but it'll require a well-planned, science-based, and systematic approach to progressing your training. So today's episode helps you resolve that need by teaching you the science and application behind the three best training program progression models for both hypertrophy and aesthetics. Now, before we dive into these progression models, we first need to make sure that you have an understanding of RIR, or reps in reserve. Now, to implement the progressions in this podcast, this is really RIR or reps and reserve is what our clients use to gauge proximity to failure within their training. So your reps and reserve basically gauges how many reps you have in the tank at the end of a set. And again, this is a tool our online clients use to make sure they're using the appropriate amount of effort, neither too much or too little. So basically, if we assigned you a set with zero RIR, That means you would be doing an all-out effort. You couldn't do any more reps or load with good technique. One RIR would be an extremely difficult set, but you could surely do one more rep. Two RIR would be challenging, but you could do two more reps. Three RIR would still be challenging, but you could do three more reps. Four RIR could be, or wouldn't be extremely challenging, and you could still do about four reps. Now, the beauty of using reps and reserve is it makes your program much more individualized to how you're feeling on a daily basis. If you're low on sleep, under-recovered, or experiencing significant life stress, an exercise will feel harder. Now, rather than grind away at unsafe weights, reps and reserve naturally regresses and progresses intensity depending on how you're feeling. Now, this helps auto-regulate your training, this helps us auto-regulate your training and optimize your results. So to gauge reps in reserve, just ask yourself, how many more reps could I have squeezed out with solid form if I absolutely had to? So you'll often hear people say, okay, gun to your head, how many reps could you have squeezed out with good form? Your answer is your reps in reserve or RIR. Cool, all right, now that that's clear, let's dive into these three training progression models. So model number one is going to be a static reps in reserve linear progression. Now, to my knowledge, credit for this progression model goes to Brian Miner. And this is actually a progression model we just talked about on the podcast that dropped um, two weeks ago, of course, with Brian. Now, as the name states, you're keeping RAR static across a mesocycle. So applying this model will look something like this. Step one, we're going to prescribe you or a client a rep range. Um, so basically let's say six to 10 reps. We want you to aim for the higher end of that rep range and an RIR target for a movement in week one 
of a mesocycle. From here, you're gonna record your reps, loads, and RIR. Step two, going forward, you're gonna add load to this movement weekly. So for example, 10 pounds from last week, and this will be very dependent on the client and the movement. Of course, it could be two and a half pounds every week, it could be five pounds every week, it could be 20 pounds every week. And aim to hit the same RIR target as last week while keeping your reps open-ended. So in practice with online clients, this could play out something like, okay, week one, for your barbell back squat, the prescription is three sets of six to 10 at two RIR. So again, we want you to choose a weight that puts you towards the higher end of that rep range and hit your RIR target. So let's say you do 225 times 10, nine, nine at two RIR. Now the next week, we're actually not going to prescribe you a rep target. We're just gonna say, hey, add five pounds, add 10 pounds, and on the back squat, realistically, we would probably say add 10 pounds and hit three sets at two RIR. So then you kind of, this allows you to auto-regulate your reps and just hit the RIR target. So from there, let's say, okay, let's say you hit 230 versus 225 last week and you do 986. Week three, once again, hey, add five pounds from last week and hit three sets at two RIR. So week three, let's say you hit 235 for 885, and week four, add five reps once again, hit three sets at two RIR. Let's say you hit 240 at 765. So in a nutshell, this creates a linear progression like most of us learned about in the Muscle and Strength Pyramid books, for example. So basically a linear progression, um, literally the example they use in the Muscle and Strength Pyramids is, this for an intermediate trainee doing three sets of six to eight reps. Okay, training session one, we're gonna do 110 for 888. Training session two, we're gonna do 115 for 777. Training session three, we're gonna do 120 for 666, and then we're gonna deload. But the beauty of this progression model versus the traditional linear progression model is it's auto-regulated by RIR instead of specific rep targets. Now, in a linear progression model, you're tied to hitting a certain load and rep increase in order to keep up with the progression. And this can often lead to form breakdown in order to try to, to continue to keep up with the progression. Because while it sounds great in theory, we can't progress linearly every single week. So adding the weekly load increases and RIR targets instead, without specific rep targets, allows us to be much more auto-regulated. So if you are progressing well, so for example, you're able to match last week's reps with an extra five pounds, great. If not, you don't have to cut form or overshoot your RIR target to quote unquote keep up. Now the downside of this model is, it's very easy to not push yourself hard enough if you're not accurate or honest with your RIR. Now that said, this is a great progression scheme for online clients chasing both hypertrophy and strength and it works very well for your big compound movements. So this is something that I would like to apply to, again, like a squat, um, a bench press very like a heavy barbell bench press, even an overhead press, pull-ups. Big compound movements where we're essentially progressing linearly, I like this for, and again, we're typically gonna be working somewhere from five to 10 reps, five to eight reps. So it's good for to get the best of both worlds as far as strength and hypertrophy go. All right, model number two is the dynamic double progression model with static RIR. And this is another model that I first learned about from Brian Miner. 
So it's no surprise that this progression scheme is pretty similar to model number one. We're assigning a rep range and RIR target and looking to progress reps and or load within said rep range while maintaining the same level of effort, AKA RIR. So for example, let's say week one, your prescription was three sets of eight to 12 at two RIR on the bench press and you hit 155 for 11, nine, eight. Week two, your prescription was three sets of eight to 12 at two RIR once again, and you hit 11, 10, eight. So you added a rep to the second set. Week three, your prescription was again, three sets of eight to 12 at two RIR. You hit 12, 10, nine. So you added a rep with the same weight to your first set and your last set. And week four, once again, three sets of eight to 12 at two RIR. Now, because you hit 12 reps your first set of last week with 155, this week you're gonna bump your first set up to 165, do that for nine, followed by 155 times 11 and nine for your last two sets. So basically what we are doing here, again, we're just prescribing a rep range and an RIR target, and we are pushing to, if possible, beat the previous week's performance. So again, if set number one, we hit 10 reps with 155, this week, ideally, we're gonna be able to hit 11 reps with 155. And then once we hit 12 reps with 155, once we max out the upper end of the rep range, we're gonna start over on a with a slightly heavier load. Now, the beauty of this progression model is the way it allows you to auto-regulate your training and increase loads or reps as your body adapts to what you've been doing in the past without being locked in a linear progression you can't keep up with. Now, the biggest downside, as with the previous model, is that it's very easy to not push yourself hard enough if you're not accurate or honest with your RIR. So here again, and we can really go two directions with this because it's also easy to push a bit too hard. Once again, the RIR stays static here. So if, okay, last week, I, again, I hit 155 for 10 on my first set. At two RIR, I only want to push to 155 times 11 if I can still maintain that two RIR. So a lot of times it's easy to, oh, I made progress this week, but really we only made progress if RIR stayed the same. Or we only technically got, in the sense that we can measure in this progression model, I should say, we only actually got stronger if we can add a rep and RIR stays the same. If RIR decreases by a rep, so for example, okay, I went from 155 times 10 to 155 times 11, but RIR decreased by a rep, that's just not, that's just you following RIR. That's not necessarily, hey, we made these strength or hypertrophy or both adaptations. All right, model number three is the progressive RIR model. Now, as far as I know, Renaissance Periodization, the folks over at Renaissance Periodization, especially Mike Ezratel and um, James Hoffman, are responsible for kind of championing the progressive RIR model. Now here, you're progressing your or your client's RIR target across the mesocycle, usually decreasing weekly. So this will often play out looking something like, okay, week one, we're gonna hit three sets of eight to 12 at three RIR. Week two, we're gonna hit three sets of eight to 12 at two RIR. Week three, we're gonna hit three sets of eight to 12 at one RIR. Week four, we're gonna hit three sets of eight to 12 at zero to one RIR. And week five, we are going to deload. Now the reality of being an intermediate or advanced lifter is we often need progression schemes built into our program to force us to get more uncomfortable and keep pushing. 
One of the primary benefits of this approach is the fact that since you're decreasing your RIR target weekly, in theory, you should be able to push to add reps or increase loads slightly relative to the same set and exercise versus what you did last week. Now, using this progression model also removes the common fear of or the common fear that you're not actually training as hard as you think you are and you're not hitting your RIR target. Because adding a rep or a bit of load every week to follow the RIR progression eventually forces you to reach failure. Now the beauty of this progress, so once you've hit failure, we know, okay, <laughs> that was for sure zero to one RIR, I can reverse engineer from there. Now the beauty of this progression scheme is it ensures you're always pushing for progression. The last few weeks of a mesocycle before a deload will be intense, but the RIR progression allows clients lots of productive time training without always being so close to failure that fatigue constantly outweighs recovery. Now the biggest cons with this progression scheme is it's much too easy to fall into the mindset of always needing to beat the logbook. Because in theory, if we're decreasing proximity to failure on a movement by one RIR from last week, we should be able to add a bit of load or a rep versus last week. So thus it can be very frustrating to the client to see areas where they can't quote unquote beat the logbook. They can't beat last week's performance. Now the thing you need to understand to get the most out of this progression scheme is, you won't always be able to beat the logbook, nor do you always need to for progress. You shouldn't be sacrificing form to add a rep or load. Expecting to be able to add a rep or a bit of load every week to a movement for years is, again, essentially expecting to linearly progress. Now, if this was the case, we'd all be able to squat 600 plus pounds by this point. We just don't see linear progress week to week in the real world due to the fact that we're all human. We have lives outside of just training and nutrition. Um, we have different stressors. We have things that impact our recovery. So there are many confounding variables, again, outside of your training that can impact your performance, sleep, stress, nutrition, etc. And the fact that you haven't been able to add load or a rep versus last week doesn't mean that you didn't make progress in the last week. As long as you're within your range of needed volume and effort within your training day and are taking care of the recovery part of things outside of the gym, you're stimulating further muscle building. These muscular adaptations just haven't added up to you being able to do another rep or more load yet. Now, I should also say <laughs> you're stimulating muscle adaptations to add to that if execution of the movements is there. So basically we were executing the movements in a fashion that's truly conducive to hypertrophy rather than like, okay, we're dive bombing our squats and bouncing back up out of the bottom. So in a nutshell, to successfully implement this progression scheme, one, be honest with yourself about your RIR targets. Don't go past the prescribed RIR or sacrifice form in order to beat the logbook from last week. Two, understand that you won't progress linearly every week on every set of every movement. Three, fatigue will set in across sets of the same movement. So performance generally will decrease across sets of a movement. For example, if you squat 12 reps at one RIR on your first set, we'd expect you to do eight to 10 reps with the same weight at one RIR on the third set. So on the flip side, when we're looking through a client's training logs, often a good sign that someone is sandbagging it is when we're doing the same weight for the same reps across all three sets. Now, even though we are typically gonna be resting 90 seconds to three minutes between most training sets, still there will be some fatigue present. It's pretty rare, especially on a big compound movement that you should be able to perform 
the same weight for the same reps across all sets if you're truly hitting your RIR target. So either you're overshooting your RIR target in your subsequent sets or you're sandbagging it on your first set. Um, so that's another either way, the same weight for the same reps across all sets is a good sign that, hey, I need to analyze where my effort is at here. Is it either too much on the latter sets or is it too little on the early sets? All right, so taking all this to application for a more effective training program. You need to realize first and foremost that there is no perfect progression model. Each of the above has pros and cons, and by no means should you feel like you can only use one of these progression models. For example, with an online client, we might use a static RIR linear progression for the first few compound lists of the day, and then a more aggressive progressive RIR approach for isolation work. The key here is effectively walking the line between pushing hard enough to keep building the physique you want without pushing so hard that you can't effectively recover from your training. So each of these models can work very effectively, but understanding context and your or your client's individual needs and psychology is key. Now, if you're struggling to apply smart principles like this to your own training, if you're ready to stop guessing with your training and nutrition and start achieving the physique you always wanted, click the link in the show notes to apply for online coaching with our team. All right, and that is all I have for you guys today. As always, thank you for tuning in.